Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we can have our seats. Hallelujah. So, um, I perceive, is there somebody watching me here or online? Um, you had a relapse this week, okay? You had a relapse of, um, of an addiction you're dealing with, okay? Of a sin you're dealing with. You had a relapse of a sin you are dealing with an addiction. You had a relapse this week. Um, there's strength for you, but please reach out to me, okay? Send me a DM. Let us talk about it. All right. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Um, being strong in the Lord is deliberate action. Being strong in the Lord is deliberate action. Is deliberate action. All right. So if you are faced with a situation, if you are faced with a challenge, um, be deliberately strong in the Lord. All right. Choose to be strong in the Lord. All right. How do you get strong in the Lord over an issue? You go to God's word over that issue and you speak God's word over it, okay? You prayerfully decree God's word over the issue. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. All right, tonight I want to talk about how to receive your healing. How to receive your healing. Mark 5, from 24 to 34. Mark 5, from 24 to 34. All right, the NIV. Um, we all consistently need reminders on these things, okay? Um, reviewed knowledge, okay? Revelation um, needs to be refreshed. Needs to be refreshed, all right? We all need to be refreshed on these things, okay? Because sometimes these things tend to slip, all right? We live in a natural world of natural people, so we have to consistently, deliberately um, remind ourselves, refresh ourselves of the truths we live by. All right? So yes, you were taught last year. You were taught in February. Now nah, we always need consistent reminders. All right? Peter told them, he says, even though you know these things, okay, I will not cease to consistently put you, you know, in remembrance. Even though you know these things, and you're already established in them. So even though, Paul was telling them, even though you know these things, and you are firmly rooted in these things, we still need to consistently put you in remembrance, because that's the way it works. You have to consistently be put in remembrance, otherwise things tend to slip. All right. Mark 5, from 24, to 34, how to receive your healing. All right? Want to go? 
So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And the woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Let's pause there. So when someone has been sick like this for 12 years, and instead of getting better, she has grown worse, it could be clear to her that the issue is terminal. That the issue is terminal because she was consistently growing worse. And by now, it was the 12th year. Meaning that she was terminally ill. Okay? Um, she had gone to all, all, all the doctors they knew about, okay? They had gone to all the, all the doctors they knew about. They tried everything else, you know, and nothing worked. Instead of getting better, you know, they made that grow worse. Amen. So she was, you know, physically speaking, hopeless. This was a done deed. She was going to, you know, this, this is done. They had tried everything they could try. It did not work. She only grew worse. Meaning that this, this sickness is going to take her to death. Amen. All right? 27. But something happened, okay? When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. 29. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. 30. At once, just realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? That's one. You see the people crowding against you, is a good answer. And yet you ask, Who touched me? 32. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. 33. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet. And trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Hallelujah. All right. So all hope was gone until she heard about Jesus. Hallelujah. All hope was gone. Medically speaking, I guess it was a done deal. She was going to die. Amen. Until she heard about Jesus. So clearly we know that with Jesus, there are no dead cases. There are no, there are no um, condemned cases. Hallelujah. There is no case too far gone for Jesus. She had been sick for 12 years, okay? Yeah. So it doesn't matter how long it had lasted. There is healing available in Jesus. Amen. So it doesn't matter for how long you have managed the issue, all right? There is healing available. Hallelujah. So we don't um, have close cases with God. Every case for God is open, all right? So it is now about what we do about the situation. So she heard about him. What did she hear? What did she hear about him? Because if she heard, ah, he's a fine boy, does that translate to healing? If she heard, he's Joseph's son, and he asked, Two brothers, two sisters, you know, that girl, two gabai, that very tall girl, that has long hair, is his sister. All right? 
If she heard that about him, does that translate to healing? If she heard it in beard gang, his beard connect, he's six foot too tall, he has, you know, broad chest, he's the model man when it comes to, you know, physical figure. Does that translate to healing? So, what she heard was related to him being a healer. Hallelujah. So I'm sure he heard that he's anointed. Luke 4. Luke 4 from 16 to 22. Thank you for your anointing to teach this evening. It's strong, it is clear, and it is well received. Luke 4, 16 to 22. Hallelujah. Let's go. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And the Sabbath day went to the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read. 17. Want to go? And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim goodness to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom to the, for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Verse 20, then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue was fastened upon him. He began by saying to them, look at this, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So, he told them, everywhere, he went public, he told them everywhere, I am anointed to set the oppressed free. So she must have heard this guy, that this guy is anointed. That this guy teaches and says he's anointed. I'm trying to show us what she heard. Because we have to hear to be healed. Hallelujah. We have to be hearing the right things to lay hold of things as in Christ. So I'm trying to make, make us see what this lady heard that made that receive her healing. So she must have heard is anointed. Because anywhere, anywhere Christ would go, he would teach and say, God is upon me to free the captives. So he would go everywhere telling people, I am anointed. So she heard that this guy is anointed. He taught it. So it must have been once about saying that, ah, this guy, his name is Jesus. So he says he's anointed to set the captive free. Okay? What does she hear? Mark 1, 21 42. What does she hear? She heard about him. She heard something. What else did she hear? Mark 1, 21 to 42. Want to go? They went to Capernaum. And when the Sabbath came, let's, let's go together. Are we there together in IV? Mark 1, 21 to 42. It's a long grace. Let's make it fast. Fair say I'm there. Want to go? They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. Hallelujah. That is 22. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just look at that. He taught them as one that had. So he told them, I have authority. He talked like it. So he didn't tell them, um, if God wills, shall people be healed. You know, sometimes people get healed, sometimes they don't. It's as God just is in his hands. 
That's no authority. He taught them as one that had authority, meaning that as one that could initiate the acts of God, as one that could initiate the move of God. He wasn't saying sometimes God heals, sometimes he doesn't. It's as God pleases or as your lucky shine. It taught them as one word authority. This is what she heard about him. Let's go on. Just then, to show his authority again, just see what happened then. Just then, let's go together. A man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us? Just another read. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the only one of God. 25. Be quiet, said Jesus. Sternly, come out of him. Hallelujah. Authority. 26. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. 27. The people were all amazed that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching? And with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. 28. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. This is the news that spread about him. He gives orders and demons get out. He does not beg them or cajole them. He speaks sternly to them with authority. This is what she heard. So he didn't merely talk. His teaching was authoritative. This is what you heard about him. 29. 29. Once ago, as soon left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon in law was in bed with a fever and immediately told just about her. 31. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. 32. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. Look at this. The whole town gathered at the door. And Jesus healed many who had resistances. He also drove out demons. But he would not let them speak because they knew who he was. This was what she heard about him. He's anointed. He has authority. He teaches as one that has authority. He thinks does not say maybe or maybe not. He teaches that God heals the sick through me. All right? His teaching was authority and there was results to show for this is what she heard. All right? Let's go to verse 40. Want to go? A man with leprosy came to him. Have you on NIV, please? It's important. All right. Want to go? A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. If you are willing, you can make me clean. 41, look at this. Jesus was indignant. Read out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. 42, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. This is what she heard about him. That whoever went to for healing wasn't rejected. Whoever asked him, are you willing? His answer was always, I am willing. 
In fact, in this case, he was angry that he was asked, are you willing? Jesus, the Father, is not happy when we downplay his goodness. He's not happy when people downplay his goodness. Do you understand? Jesus came to give us understanding of who the Father is. So, if Christ was, was unhappy about it, not just unhappy, he was angry about it. It shows how angry God is when we downplay his goodness. How can you be asking if it is my will for you to be healed? How can you be asking if it is my will? Haven't you heard that I so love the world? Hallelujah. Haven't you heard that I am love? All right? So Christ is not happy when we downplay his goodness. When we go, maybe, maybe not on things of, on things of God's goodness. All right? So he said, I am willing. He taught the man, and the man was cleansed. This is what you heard about him, that he's always willing to heal. Glory to Jesus. <sighs> Mark 3. 7 to 12. Mark 3, 7 to 12. Mark 3, 7 to 12. Are we there? Once ago, Jesus withdrew the disciples to the lake, and a large crowd from Galilee followed. Verse 8. Look at When they heard about all he was doing, Many people came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, Edomia, and regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. Verse 9, because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him to keep the people from crowding him. Verse 10, for he had healed many, so that those what diseases were pushing forward to touch him. Look at this. They were pushing forward to touch him. This is what she heard, that people touch him and get healed. She had heard about him. What she heard drove her faith and thus drove her action. She heard something, all right? Eleven. Eleven. Whenever the impure spirit saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. Twelve. But he gave them strict orders not to tell others about him. No, I was saying, no, no, I was trying to dump, try not to make them loud. You know why? Crowds were too much. It was a crowd matter. When we go back to Mark 1, Mark 1, Mark 1, 30, 39, they about, 37, 39, they about. Even went to the strategic place to pray. And while praying, people came to, came to tell me, came to tell me that, okay, everyone is looking for you. So, you could no longer walk freely. Well, I was telling them, please, just take this alien, but don't, don't, don't allow this. Let me have to just walk freely on the road. So he wasn't trying to all testimonies. He was trying to make, to just give himself a little privacy to just at least see what car for without being crowded. Because anywhere he went to, people knew about this. When they hear, it's that guy, it was crowded. Hallelujah. But this is what she heard. This is what she heard. So he wasn't saying that to make us not, not share testimonies. No. So to prevent himself from being you know, crowded everywhere. In that, in that time for rest also. 
So we'll try to hide in solitary place because they need time for rest and for refreshing and time to pray also. That was why it was all about, okay, can we not, can we come down a little? Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So this is what you had. Luke 6, 20. Luke 6, 20. Hearing precedes healing. Hearing precedes healing. Hearing. Hearing precedes healing. Luke 6, 17 to 20. If you won't hear the word, you won't receive healing. Hearing precedes healing. Let's go together. So he went down with them and stood on a level place. Continue. Of the disciples was there, and a great number of people from all Judea, from Jerusalem, from the coastal region, around Tyre and Sidon. 18, look at this. Would have come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Okay, continue. Troubled by impure spirit were cured, and all the people tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. So, you know, we have to hear to be healed. So they came to hear and then be healed. What she heard provoked her faith and thus her healing. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. So she heard, she heard also that this guy is so anointed that power flows, not just from his body, but from his clothes also. That power flows from his clothes. Power flows from his clothes. So she knew that she had only one game plan. It will be in a crowd. So I might have my time in that crowd. I might have my time in the crowd. But, but I just need to touch him. What she heard gave her something to put her feet on. Hallelujah. Are we there? Romans 10, 17. Thank you for the anointing. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. Faith comes from the word. Faith comes from the word. All right? So we have to hear God's word about healing to receive healing. We have to feed on God's word about healing to receive healing. What she heard provoked her faith. That even in her hopeless condition, she heard something. Hallelujah. All right? So she heard and then she believed in her heart. You know, she was saying, because this same, same story is in Matthew 9, 23. She didn't just, you know, she, she was saying to herself, hallelujah. What she heard became faith in her heart. So she began telling herself, if only I touch the hem of his clothes, I will be well. Hallelujah. So she heard, she believed, and she said. She heard. She believed, she said, and she did. She heard, she believed, she said, she did, and God did. 
She heard. She believed. She said. She did. And God did. In fact, God, Christ did not work this miracle deliberately. Christ did not deliberately do this miracle. She did not beg Jesus to heal her. She lambano her healing based on what she heard about him. She took her healing on her own accord, on her own terms. She did not pray and say, Jesus, heal me. Nah. She operated by faith, okay, based on what she had heard, and she got her healing. Christ told her, your faith, not my power, follow, not my anointing, your faith has healed you. You know why? You know why he said that? The power was always present and could be dormant until faith makes a touch. Do you understand that? The power was always there. So it wasn't a power that healed her. It was faith that provoked a flow of power that healed her. So Christ told her, your faith has healed you. Hallelujah. So faith does the job. She was telling herself, you know, sometimes, in fact, not every time, um, our inner words to ourselves, our, our, our deepest convictions, what I tell myself is the truth. What I tell myself is what I really believe. I can put up a front before you. Amen. But what I tell myself is what I really believe. So we know for sure that she believed because she was telling herself. So it wasn't even a public boast, because you know we can boast lies in public, okay? But she was telling us to show that she believed it. So this is the point. She heard, she believed, she said, she did, and God did. And that the God did part is a constant. Hallelujah. The God did part is a constant. Is why Christ told her, your faith has made you whole. Because he was trying to tell her that the God part of it was always a constant. It is a faith that is variable. So your faith has done the job. So the God did at the end of it is as sure as day. When you hear, you believe, you say, and you do. It results in, and God did. Do we get that? All right? Glory to Jesus. She heard, she believed, she said, and she did. Then God did. So this shows us that we can also always initiate our own healing. You can always initiate your healing. You can always initiate your healing. Jesus everywhere put emphasis on the, on the, on the believer, on the, on the individual faith. Jesus everywhere put emphasis on the individual's faith. Here it told her, your faith has made you whole. Matthew 9, Matthew 9, Matthew 9, about the two blind men, okay? Same thing also. He told them, your faith, has, and your faith has done this for you. Let's go there, Matthew 9. Matthew 9, 27, 31. Matthew 9, 27, 31. 
Matthew 9 from 27 to 31. Jesus put emphasis on the individual's faith. That what gets the job done is the individual's faith. Matthew 9, 27 to 31. Are we there? Are we there? I didn't get a response. Are we there? Are we together? Are you here? Are you listening? Are you getting this? Okay, let's pray in for a minute. I'm sure you're here with me. Pray in for a minute. I'm, I'm sure you're here with me. I want to get your full attention. We are fully here. We partake fully of this. Online church prayer also for, for, for a minute in tongues. We are fully here. So there's a free flow of the teaching grace. There's a free flow of the teaching grace. Hallelujah. There's a free flow of the teaching grace. There's eloquence. There's utterance. The word is released. The word is received. Clearly. Amen. All right, good. 27. Want to go. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. 28. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and asked them, Do you be, and, he, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. 29, he touched their eyes and said, look at this, according to your faith, let it be done for you. 30, and their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, see that no one knows about this. Look at this, according to your faith. He had to ask them, do you believe I am able to do that? And he said, yes. Okay, according to your faith. So your faith is what gets the job done. It didn't matter if you had all the, all the power in the entire world. It did not matter. It mattered the most if they came with faith to the anointing. Somewhere in Scripture, we read that Christ could not mighty miracles among them because of their unbelief. So even though the Christ was anointed, went, went to Patlas City and could not do many mighty works because the people did not believe in him. So it takes faith. Hallelujah. To put the anointing to use. It takes faith to receive from God. Mark 9. Mark 9 from 21 to 27. Mark 9 from 21 to 27. Jesus put emphasis on the individual's faith. Receiving healing depends on the faith of the individual. Receiving healing depends on the faith of the individual. 21. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has it been like this? From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. Look at this. But if you can't do anything, take pity on us and help us. 23. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. 24. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. 25. When you saw that the crowd was running toward the sin, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. 26. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. 
But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. Hallelujah. So he asked, if he can, he just replied to him, it's not a question of me, it's about you. Everything is possible for the one that believes. Hallelujah. That, that's a good statement. Everything is possible for the one that believes. So it's not a question of can God do it. It is do I believe that God can do it? Can my faith get this done? Hallelujah. Can my faith get this done? Can my faith get this done? It's not a question of can God do it. It's not a question of is God willing to do it. God wills. God can. The question is, can my faith receive this? Hallelujah. That woman touched the hem of Jesus' garment. But guess what? Jesus lives in you now by his spirit. Hallelujah. So in you is healing power and healing anointing. Hallelujah. Romans 10 says, the word says, it word does not say, who will go down to heaven and bring Christ down? Or go to the grave and bring him back from the grave. It says, the word is near you. Meaning that I don't need to go to heaven and tell Oluwasokale, um, you know. No, no, no. The word is near me. Because Christ is in me. So I can, you know, receive my healing because I have Christ in me. Christ in me by the Spirit is the healer. And he lives in me now. I have his anointing. He lives in me so I can lay claim of healing by faith because he lives in me. Hallelujah. So I can always initiate my own healing. Glory to God. Mark 11. Mark 11. Mark 11. From verse 12. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse 12. The next day, as we're leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Let's go to Gita 13. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruits. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. 14. Then he said to the tree, look at this, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples ate him said. He issued a decree to the tree. May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And everybody heard it. Let's go to verse 20. In the morning, are we there? Verse 20. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from its roots. <laughs> 21. Peter remembered said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Now, when Christ gave the decree, the tree did not instantly look withered. He just spoke and he left the place. So to the ordinary eye, nothing happened. And Christ did not go back and say, wither, 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 wither. He just issued a decree 
and left. He knew that from when he spoke that word, we dream. That's the three. It came a matter of time before the withering will show. He knew it will show. Do you understand? He knew for certainty that the tree has begun to wither. That even though the eye did not see the withering, he knows that he will have whatever he says. So the tree began to wither. So, if when that woman touched his body, she did not immediately feel her body healed, she was healed already. Healing power had gone into her. Please follow me, guys. So even, even, if, she, even if she didn't feel ill, feel healed, healing power had begun its work. This is, the, this is my point. That many times, decrees of faith might show up the result instantly. Or, or not. But that it is not until I see it before I know it is happening. That if that woman had touched him and did not get instantly healed, even though she felt the power come into her, Christ felt the power leave his body. If she did not immediately get healed, and she now went on saying, nothing happened to me, then nothing happened to her. My point is that, that she got healed is not what made us know that power for healing had gone to her and began the job. What makes us know that is the word of God. Do you understand? I want to explain it well. That it is not until I feel physically healed before I understand that healing power is working in me now. That many times, people cut short the work by giving up because they did not see it happen immediately. Christ could have said, ah, it truly did not wither. Hey, yeah, maybe it's not going to work. Or maybe nothing happened. Do you understand? So, when you make a faith action, you know you are healed based on God's word. You don't wait to see before you believe. That's not faith anymore. That woman said, I, when I touch him, I will be healed. So it, it didn't matter if it happened exactly or not, physically. The confession is this. When I touch him, I will be healed. So once she had touched him, she has to accept I am healed. Twenty-two, Mark eleven twenty-two. Look at this. Have faith in God. Or more accurately, this should read: Have God faith. Have God's kind of faith. Just answered. Twenty-three. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, "Go," throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their hearts. But believe that what they say will happen. It will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, look at this, 
believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Believe you have received it and then you will have it. You don't believe after having it. You believe when you pray. Do you understand, guys? When you pray, believe you have received it. And then you will have it. So you're not checking your body to see if you have received it. You are checking the word. Hallelujah. When you pray, believe you have received it. And you will have it. The who shall say this mountain, go to the sea, and will not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen. He will have what he says. So when I issue a decree, before I see it happen, I have to believe it has happened and it will happen. I have to believe that my faith is working before I see the results. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hmm. Are we together this evening? Are we getting this? Healing faith begins with the word. Romans 4. 7 to 21. Romans 4. 17 to 21. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans 4, 17 to 21. Once we go, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is a father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not, in case says, as though they were. 18, against all, sorry, NKJV, 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 I'm sure something, NKJV, 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 please, Romans 4, 17, NKJV, within on us, online church, NKJV, all right, Want to go, 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. 14, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Again, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, and then became. Who contrary to hope, in hope he believed, and then he became. So the becoming was because he believed. He believed because he had the word from God. Amen. A word was spoken to him that he believed and believing that word made him become. 
So he had God's word that he believed in. He then became. Every creation, every faith creation begins with the word of God. It's why they came to hear and to be healed. Hallelujah. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. So the word of God brings faith. Faith brings healing. The word of God brings our believing. Our believing brings our becoming. So the gap between um, where we are and what we become is the word. Faith by the word. And then we become. So the gap between where I am and where I ought to be is the word of God. Becoming faith in my heart. And then I will become. So whatever I am hoping to happen, yes, it's good to have hope, but hope doesn't get the job done. Hope does not get the job done. My hope must take me to God's word. Hallelujah. My hope must take me to God's word. So that in God's word, as I, as I prayerfully study, all right, I find my issue God's word. I then believe. If I believe it, I will say it, and then I will become. One of the show of blood, she heard, she believed, she said, she did. But it begins with a promise. All right? Hallelujah. Verse 19. And not being weak in faith, it did not what? He did not consider his own body. Already dead since he was about 100 years old. And he dead in serious womb. Look at this. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. So he did not consider the situation. Some people stop at not considering the situation. Some people stop at just not seeing the situation. They stop at not considering the situation. That is not faith. Say, for example, um, somebody has cancer. And he says, I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. Well, that's not faith. That's denial. If it ends there, that's denial. And many times people do it. People try to forget about the problem. And if I forget about the problem, it will go away. If I don't treat it, it will disappear. If I just ignore it, that's not faith. He not considered the issue, but he chose something else. He considered the promise. Faith is in considering the promise. Faith is not mere denial. It's not mere, I won't think about it. Faith is in considering the promise. So I don't merely ignore the case. I consider the word of God. People find it just forget the issue and say, I'm working in faith. That's not faith. People have died living that way. If I just forget about it to go away, people have died living that way. People have issues that have lasted 12 years, 20 years, 30 years. Why? Because they chose to, if I just ignore it, one day, one day, God will heal it. God doesn't work that way. People have died waiting for God that way. Faith is active. Hallelujah. Faith is not passive. Hope can be passive. Hope is I know one day, one day, one day go better. Mm. Faith doesn't merely wait for one day. Faith is active. 
Faith takes on a promise and looks into the promise. Faith will focus on the promise until he receives, until he has what he, what he expects. Faith doesn't merely ignore the problem. Faith takes on God's word. So faith is not considered the issue, but we consider the word of God. So if I'm not, not considering God's word about the issue, I'm not in faith. If I don't have a promise from God for that issue, I'm not in faith. I'm in hope or um, fantasy. Did you get that? If I'm not considering God's word about that issue, I'm not in faith. I'm in hope or fantasy. Faith doesn't just merely knock on the issue. Faith considers the word of God. So, no word focus, no faith. Faith is based on, God, on the word of God. Faith begins where God's will is known. So, no word of God, no faith. Many people are living on hope. They are living on hope. Hope doesn't get the job done. Hope must become faith. How? The word of God. So because we have hope, we go into prayer and study to download gospel for the situation. Hope takes us into the prayer room, the study room, to hear God's word that then becomes faith. So for example, you hear that, the popular, popular example by Pastor Kodri, you hear that, for example, you, know, you need five million. But you heard about your neighbor. This particular guy lives in your neighborhood, generous, a billionaire, he gives people money. Okay? He gives people money. So that gives you hope that, okay, this guy gives people money. But that is not faith because you only hope that when you go there, he will give you his hope, you know, Abi? His hope. Abi? Faith is now, um, I go to him and I ask him, I need five million. And now says, no, Wala, I will give it to you. I now have a word from him for me that he will give me the money. So it's no longer hope, it's now faith. The hope took me to him to ask him. Do you understand? So the promise from him is what is faith. So the hope takes us into prayer and study over that issue where we then download God's word for the issue. If you check well with this now, you find that many, many times all you had was hope. Faith requires that focus. Many times we are too busy to focus. We are too busy. You are just everywhere. Too distracted to be focused on something to get something from God. You are just everywhere. No time alone with God. You, and you will think you are operating in faith. If they, if they ask sincerely, have you really heard over this issue? You say, um, Hallelujah. Hope must become faith for it to produce. Hope must become faith for it to produce. Hope must become faith for it to produce. How does it become faith? You go into God's word prayerfully. I have so and so and so issue. How do I deal with it? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So, healing faith begins with the word. 
we must be able, especially if it's a long-term issue, you must, you must be able to give yourself time to sort it out. We must all learn this. Give yourself time to do that issue. Time when you go to God's word prayerfully, undistracted, to hear God over the issue. This is the real fasting. Time with God in prayer and study over an issue. Yes, if you are one that is concentrating on the word, yes, you have, you have the word of God in you. So yes, many, many times you can just issue a decree or something and it gets done. But when something has lingered for so long, you actually need that, 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 that time to break through into it. So for example, I know, I know about, about healing. By stress I'm healed, I know that, right? So when I have an headache, I don't, but I don't, I don't, I don't really go to God's word for that. I just decree over my body, body be healed, and that, that is that. Okay? But when things are particularly lingered for a while, you might actually need to go back to the word and get full of the word to deal with it. So number one, you should consistently live on the word so that we are always ready to deal with issues. We must also learn how to go even deeper when, when matters arise. Do you understand? Do you get that? We must be people of, the, of, the, of God so that we are ready every time to deal with issues. But there's also a place when issues arise or they've lingered for a while, where you go into your closet, you spend time with God's word. Might take a day, might take two, might take three. Go to, go to work and come back, you continue. While I talk, I pray, pray about it. God, and, and I, must get, I must get your word on this. I must have your word on this. All right? There's a place for that consistent, focused study. Hallelujah. So prayerfully feed your heart strong with the word. Prayerfully feed your heart strong with the word. And then only consider the promise. Consider God's word to you. Does it matter how long the show has lasted? Consider God's word. If it says, I'm healed by his stripes, then I'm healed by his stripes. You know, it looks like, like a simple word. But there's a, way, there's a way we can prayerfully enter, enter into a particular verse and it becomes so real to us. Do you understand? The same verse you read every day. The same verse you read every day. You can so pray about, about for revelation knowledge that that same verse becomes so alive to you. Glory to Jesus. So prayerfully, all right, feed your heart strong with God's word. Do not merely ignore the problem. Do not merely ignore the problem. To merely ignore the problem is denial. To merely ignore the problem without feeding on God's word is denial. So faith is to not, 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 not feed on the problem, but to feed on the word. Faith is not mere denial of the facts. Faith is considering putting your focus on God's word, not the facts. All right? Isaiah 53, verse 4. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Isaiah 53, verse 4. Look at this. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Okay, this, this, this you should read more like 
And NIV says, NIV says, surely it took up our pain and bore our suffering. Surely it took up our pain and bore our suffering. It took up my sicknesses and carried my diseases. It took up my sicknesses and carried my diseases. Matthew 8, 17. Matthew 8, 17. So in Matthew 8, 17, it's written more clearly what Isaiah said. All right? It's written more clearly what Isaiah said. All right? Verse 17. So let's have verse 18. Verse 18. Verse 16. Sorry, verse 16. When evening came, many were demon possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirit of the word and healed all the sick. 17. This was to fulfill what was prophet Isaiah. It took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. So Christ healed them to fulfill Isaiah's words in Isaiah 53 verse 4. He took up our infirmities and what carried our diseases. He took up my infirmities and carried my diseases. Aha. He took up my infirmities and bore our diseases. First Peter 24. First Peter 24. First Peter 24. You know what? Work as Isaiah 53. Work as Isaiah first. Work as Isaiah 53. Let's work as Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, verse 4 again. 53, verse 4. All right. One, two, go. Sure, and NIV again. Surely it took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we what? Concerning punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. Verse 5, what was what? Pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Punishment of peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. And by his wounds we are healed. So Christ healed them in Matthew 8 to fulfill what Isaiah wrote. That he bore our sicknesses. And carried our diseases. First Peter 2, 24. First Peter 24. First Peter 2, 24. Isaiah says, by his stripes we are healed. Abby. First Peter 24. First Peter 2, 24. You wake in Peter. Um, as was chapter 4, what is chapter in Yoruba? Peter. Orikeji. Ah, interesting. Issues. First Peter 24. First Peter 2, 24. Look at this. He himself, talking about Christ, he himself bore our sins in his own body on the cross. So that was, we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By whose wounds you have been healed. Isaiah says, by whose wounds we are healed. Healed. Peter says, By whose wounds we have been healed. So, because as I spoke of the future, it was by whose wounds we are healed. But Peter talked about the past. What already happened on the cross? So it became by whose wounds we have been healed. So, 
I'm no more begging God to heal me. No, no. By whose wounds I have been healed. So that word must become real to me. Hallelujah. So I, I, I am then the one to lay hold of the healing already mine. Do you understand? By whose wounds I have been healed. So because I have been healed, I can live healed. So, so means by, by, by legal rights, I have a legal right to healing. In my, in my spiritual account, there is healing. So my job is to feed strong on God's word about healing and then lay hold of my healing by decrease. So I must then learn to prayerfully feed on God's word. That it is real to me. All right? I then, with God's word, issue a clear, you go to the problem, issue a clear decree to the situation. So, for example, headache be gone. Why? Because by his stripes, I have been healed. So, healing is a birthright for me. It's not, I'm not begging. It is a birthright. So, I issue a decree based on God's word. I don't pray, God heal me. I, I, don't, I don't think it works. Maybe people can, you know, Maybe it can walk randomly, but I don't think it works. I don't think it works. I don't think it works. Hallelujah. All through the prayers of Christ, he issued decrees. Disease out. Fever, leave. Demon, out. And I never prayed and told God, God, please help me heal the person. He told us also, in Matthew 10, in Luke 9, in Luke 10, in Mark 16, saying, go and heal the sick. It is when you get there, pray for me to heal the sick. He says, in my name, cast out devils. In my name, heal the sick. So we are to issue decrees. Hallelujah. When I then issue my decree, I must, be, I must stand on my confession. So, but if I feel healed or I don't feel healed, I am healed. I am healed. I must stay on my confession. I am healed. So once I find God's word and I decree God's word, I stand on God's word. How do you feel? I feel like by stripes I am healed. So I believe and I receive my healing. I know I will have my healing. Because I have received it, it will show that's the meaning. Do you understand? So how do you feel? God's power is working in me. God's power is working in me. It's working in me a healing and a cure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We together. We must learn to hold fast to our confession. The Bible says that Abraham did not over and unbelieve. He did not say, ah, since I, since I did not get pregnant, my wife did not get pregnant this year, Maybe because God is not working. He did not waver in his faith. He kept giving glory to God. So he kept on intense giving even before he saw his testimony. Hallelujah. So I believe I take God's word prayerfully. I issue a decree. I stay on, on God's word and I, and I give God thanks for healing. So how do you feel? Father, I thank you because I've received my healing. Thank you for my healing. I give you praise because I have received my healing. Thank you because I prayed. I believe and I've received my healing. It manifests. So you feel the symptoms in your body. Oh, thank you, Father. I believe I receive my healing. Because the Bible said this, and I've 
issued a decree. I believe I receive my healing. All right? Give, you give him, so if he has done it for you, what do you do? You give him thanks. So if you believe I received it, what do you do? You will live in thanksgiving. So what I'm going to say, ah, maybe I'm not even healed. Then I've, 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 I've saw my confession. I've spot my healing process. You understand? So if I say, um, I can start coming. And I say, I cannot come again. What did I do? My second word killed my first word. My second word what? Nullified my first word. So once I give a faith decree, I can go back there, go, go, to, go to the wall. Go to the wall. So Aki is in the church right now. You know our church, our church environment is by the wall opposite me down the wall. So I say, Aki starts coming. Go back first. I can come. Now, Aki is on his way to me. Okay, if I, if I get, and I'll say, Aki, stop coming. He will not get here. So when we issue healing decrees, many times, the healing is working. Amen. But you can stop it midway by a second command. So, before I see it, I must not change my confession. Christ told that tree, one, issue, one decree, he did not change it until he saw what he wanted to see. So when you pray, believe. Before you see it, believe. If you only believe when you see it, it's not faith. If you only believe when you see it, you are not walking in faith. So before I physically feel my healing, I must believe I have received my healing and then I'll physically feel my healing. Hallelujah. Before I physically see my healing, I must believe I have received my healing and then I will have physically my healing. So even when I feel the symptoms, I feel tired, I feel all the pains, I believe I have received my healing. Hallelujah. So I thank God. Father, I thank you. Because your word is true. So because your word is true, I believe I have received my healing for this issue. And I know it manifests. That is faith. The promise, the decree, the right confessions, and you will have it. Hallelujah. No matter how long it takes, sometimes some things take time. Now, don't, don't have a faith of things take time. But really, in, practical, in practice, some things take time. So, while you are waiting to see it, stand on your word. By his stripes, I have been healed. I will receive my healing. I receive my healing. I will have it. I will see it. I believe I have received it. I believe I have received it. I will see it. I will feel it. Do you understand? I believe I have received it. Meaning, I believe that God's power is already at work over this matter. I believe that when I give that decree, God's power began to do the work. So I know that it's working. So I give God thanks because it's working. In fact, some people do. Some people go as far as putting a date to the decree. So for example, on so-and-so day, I issued a decree of faith over this issue. On so-and-so day, I received my healing. So I know we have it. So they, mark, they put a mark in the sand, okay, to give them, themselves, you know, a faith focal point. To say, on so-and-so day, 
I receive my reign over this, so I know I will have it. Can I take you to do something? It will tell people, tonight, for example, is healing service. All right? So as you're coming tonight, before you come, keep the crane that as soon as his hands are laid on me, I will receive my healing. What's it teaching them? To put their words ahead of them. Because faith works with words. Are we together? To put their words ahead of them. That when hands are laid on me, I will receive my healing. So one man came to the terminal crisis. All right? Terminal crisis. She came. There were two of them actually with the same crisis. Okay? She laid, he laid hands on the, the woman, fell under the power. They don't turn under the power. And they both went. But they both did not get healed right there. Please follow me. They both did not get healed on the spot. But power went into them. So one got and said, I believe I received my healing. So I will have it. So that night, she was so tired, she, could not, she was terminally ill. Her husband carried her, put her, on, put her on the bed, took care of her. She was that weak. But she was saying to herself, I believe I received my healing. She got well. The other one said, well, nothing happened to me. And she did not get well. So even when nothing seems to have happened, <laughs> keep your faith in focus. If you believe, you will have it. Hallelujah. Faith is spiritual. It's, it's not sensual. Meaning, if I only believe, when I feel it or I see it, I'm not in faith. It is my believing it that will make me see it and feel it. So I must believe before I see it and feel it. This is where the fight of faith is. When you have prayed and you are yet to see it or feel it, this is when the fight of faith is strongest. That I will maintain my confession. I will not I will, I will cancel my healing process by changing my decree. I will maintain my confession until I lay my hands on what I am believing for. I'll be blessed tonight. Even have it. Even praise for his word. Thank you for your word. Your word grows in us. 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 Okay? Your word grows in us. As we go home tonight, this word grows in us. This word grows in us. It becomes stronger in our hearts. Stronger. This word grows in us. The word grows in us, becomes stronger, becomes more real. As we go back home and study even stronger, the word of God over this or on this is stronger in our hearts. It's stronger in our hearts. It's stronger in our hearts. It's stronger. So we begin to practically apply, you know, practically apply what we have learned tonight in the name of Jesus. We begin to understand healing as our birthright in Christ. And we'll learn how to lay hold of our healing by faith. We understand clearly that healing begins with the word of God. It begins with the promise, with the word of God, with, with the word for, with the word of God. Now that word becomes our faith, and faith, you know, does the job. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. We give you the praise because the word is growing in us. The word is working in us. The word is working through us. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we have prayed. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. 
feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church and do join us every Sunday by 9am and Wednesday by 6pm to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world. <laughs>